Thank you, my brother Ray. That's awesome. How wonderful to be with you this morning and to share with you and uh, to feel God's presence here through being with you. Isn't that good? So Pastor Ray read that scripture and said, the Lord Almighty is amongst you. How do I know that God is amongst us? Because I connect to him through you. That's what I want to talk about. A fortnight ago on the first Sunday of this year, Pastor Sheridan introduced to us the, the theme for 2018. Can you remember what that was? Oh, good. And you can remember last year's one was? Purpose. Very, very good. And didn't Naomi introduce that whole theme of belonging so well at the very beginning? And then that prophetic statement to somebody from South Africa, you belong here. Now, that's not just for South Africans. There's some Asians, there's Indians, some Fijians, uh, other people. You belong, folks. You belong. Hallelujah. And Pastor Sheridan used for his scripture Romans chapter 12, verses 4 to 5, which reads, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. So this year you can look forward to a lot of emphasis on belonging, connectedness, being together. And Pastor Sheridan suggested that we have two connections every week, of course, one of the Activate gatherings and perhaps an Activate group or the prayer meeting, but make sure that you are connecting with other Christians. Pastor Sheridan said that you've got to make it intentional, meaningful, so that every time you come to a gathering or an event like this, do make sure that you connect with at least one person for some minutes in a meaningful way. Connection. Connection. And uh, there are heaps of things that I'd like to talk about uh, belonging. And I went through a couple of sermons. I talked to Pastor Ray about this. And uh, in the end, I've decided that I will just give some um, random exhortations just to set the scene, to get you start thinking about the theme and to set the scene for Pastor Sheridan in his teaching later on. So let's go on a journey, shall we? About belonging, some ideas about it. People want connection and they want to belong to someone or to something. We need relationships and we gain a sense of personal identity when we're connecting and relating with other people. So I'm their parent or their sibling or husband or colleague or their friend. So we, we, we want to connect with other people. And when we go looking for a church for the first time or another church if we are moving town, the first thing they want to do is check with a, with a church is what are their beliefs? Does it fit in with my, my general theological or doctrinal understanding of, of the Bible and, and of church life? So for Irene and me, uh, it would have to be orthodox in its belief and it would have to be honoring God in the worship like we've just enjoyed. Um, it would have to be charismatic and uh, 
honor the Holy Spirit and his work. And for us, it's important that it's evangelistic, reaching out to pre-Christians, and that it's missional. Very important for us that a church is missions-minded. So, so we look at what the general doctrine and teaching of the church is. But once we've sorted that out, we then go along and attend some churches, and the first thing we do is lean back and look around and think, is this my crowd? <laughs> that true? Yeah, this, is this my crowd? And we're looking around to see if, if we can belong to these folks or not. Our friend Margaret Fothergill was looking for a church in Hastings for her children. So she had a strategy. Her intention was to look around for churches, and the first thing she did was get into her car on a Sunday morning and visit all the churches and drive through their car park. You imagine somebody doing that at Activate Church, eh? You know what she was looking for? She's looking for old cars, bombs, vans, pickups. And out of all the churches in Hastings, there are only two churches that qualify. Ours was one of them. <laughs> so then she visited those two churches with different criteria, and she finally settled with us. What an interesting way to find out whether she could belong or not. <laughs> so come on, you farmers and you businessmen, just bring your pickup next Sunday. <laughs> there might be somebody who's looking for a church, and they first test is, <laughs> look at the cars. Interesting, eh? <laughs> so she wanted to belong. So it's important to choose a church where you feel you belong and you can contribute. And that's probably one of the reasons why people leave churches because, well, they just never connected. They never got to belong. They didn't feel they could contribute. So they move on. They drift away from it. But when Christians get together... When Christians get together, one thing that should happen is that there's an increased sense of the presence of God. You know, when I come to church, one thing I really want to do is to feel God. You too? Yeah, I want to feel God when I come to church. And I want to have that sense of belonging and connectedness because we're all part of God's family. I remember when Jane Pascoe was leaving Hastings and she was following Irene and I down to Christchurch and she connected with the young adults and soon after she arrived she went to a combined young adults camp at Living Springs. And while wandering around through the beautiful grounds there she was feeling lonely and, and, and kind of lost and in her heart she started to cry out and she said, Oh God, oh God, please show me that you care for me and that you love me. And just at that moment, one of the leaders, Lyndon McEntee, drew up alongside of her, put his arm around her and said, Hey, Jane, it's great to have you here. We just love you being here with us. Immediately, she felt accepted. She felt belonging. And she felt that Lyndon was being Jesus to her. You belong. It's great to have you here. So we need to belong. 
So how do you know that you belong to God? Do you ever feel that you're not connected to God? Do you sometimes wonder if you've got any relationship with him? Well, I want to give you a clue this morning, a key this morning. Because one of the, one of the things that should happen for people when they come to church is to feel close to God. And that happens by seeing God and feeling God through one another. We should connect with God through his people. Do you know somebody who belongs to God's family? I mean, you're confident they're part of God's family or they belong to the body of Christ. You know them really well. You connect with them. Well, through them, you know that you belong with God because you've got that connection with them. You're part of the family. You're part of the body. So when people get married, two people get married, they bring with them a whole lot of family. And the connection begins to multiply, and you have in-laws. And then as the family grows, you have extended family, and you connect with one another. So that's how you know you're part of that family, by the connections. So how do I know that I belong to God? Through my connections. So I can, I can look around this congregation this morning, and, and I can see Trevor Wilson. I see... Tony Smith, I see Nairi, Nairi Burrows, I, I see others. I'm connected to you guys. And when I relate with you, I feel good. I feel a connection in the spirit. And I know I'm connected with God through you. Now, how many of you wish that I'd said your name when I said that? <laughs> well, if you do want to, you know, I would love to meet with you. And together... Our spirits will connect with each other and we will feel closer to God as a result of being close to each other. That's belonging, folks. That's the power of the support network. That's the power of the church to belong to God through our relationship with one another. So how many of you were involved with the Activate Church community muckin' day? Yeah, and, and didn't you feel belonging then? Painting, <laughs> yeah. making um, garden boxes, uh, preparing meals, uh, cleaning up uh, messy grounds, working together. Hey, didn't you feel connected? We ought to do a lot more stuff like that together, shouldn't we? Rather than just bump into each other on a Sunday. We need connectedness. How many of you have been to a, a great celebration and the people of God are worshiping God, like this morning, and you just felt connection? Yeah, God is here. Awesome. Feeling the, feeling the love and the, the togetherness. So why don't you make sure you get together with Christians? Make it part of your priority. And if you're feeling depressed, lonely, not feeling a bit grumpy, why don't you connect with some Christians? You'll find God there through other Christians. That's the plan. That's the purpose. So when we become Christians, we automatically become part of a larger group. 
uh, we become part of a group of many, many individuals um, that make up one whole. Uh, think about the Bible pictures of, of church, the Bible pictures of the people of God, where each picture is a whole lot of individuals, separate units, that make up one whole. Like, for example, the vine. Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. One vine, many branches. So call it out to me, some of the pictures that you have of God. Oh, it's up there. <laughs> I put a little note on the <laughs> saying, don't flick this up until I... Temple, right. Call out some of them that you saw. A building. What were some others? An army. A flock. A body. A flock, not a herd, brother. <laughs> Jesus isn't a cattleman. He's a, he's a shepherd. <laughs> Although with some mega churches, he's a rancher. <laughs> All right, thanks. We'll have that picture up now. So there we have the people of God. The people of God are always identified with a, a, a unit of a, 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 a one whole of many, many units, of many, many individual parts. So that's the way God sees us. And in our individualized Western living, we think of ourselves as just me and Jesus, just me and God. God never sees that. He sees us as part of a whole, of a whole picture. So we need to adjust our individualist thinking. And no matter how much we desire it to be independent, we cannot be complete in ourselves until we're connecting with the body, the army, in the temple, in the family. That's the only way that we can be complete and made whole in our lives. So one of the teachings I like to give at Vision College is the teaching about the one another life. Christianity is a one-another life. There are over 30 one-anothers in the New Testament. Let's have them. Have a look at that. You don't have time to go through the whole lot, but uh, have a look at some of those now and think, now how could I behave in that way with somebody in my group? What can I do with that? Love one another, submit to one another, be devoted to one another. Forgive one another. Confess your faults to one another. Outdo one another in showing honor. See, Christianity is a one another life. And the only way that you can, you can experience complete or full Christianity is through the one another life. Do you have a one another life with other Christians? We need to belong. We need to pursue that. And, and one of the ways that the body relates, you know, we, 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 we encourage one another. We um, exhort one another. We challenge each other. That's a one another life. And in the one another life, we refresh each other. We bless each other. 
And First uh, John 1.7 reads, This is, the, as we are living in the light, as God is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Now, the first time that I consciously knew that and experienced that was when I was a teenager. And uh, uh, I'd had an experience where I was out of sorts with God, and I had some unfinished business, and I was a bit grumpy with myself. Uh, you know how this, you know, it's awkward. You're not resolved the issues with God. And uh, it was on a Saturday, and uh, unexpectedly, some friends from Napier were driving through Hastings, and they, they called in just to say hi to us. Now, I was unhappy with myself, so I wasn't really comfortable with them to start off with. But as we were chatting and talking and relating about experiences that we'd had and the camp that we'd attended and so on, I, I, I felt released. I felt free. I felt clean. Afterwards, I felt totally refreshed. What happened? I tried to analyze it. And later on, I realized it was this experience. If we have fellowship with one another, the fellowship cleanses and washes us and refreshes us, and we are cleansed from our sin. Brothers and sisters, that's powerful. Don't stop going to your support network because you're grumpy. Don't stop going because you're sin conscious. Get along there. Start relating, fellowshipping, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, will cleanse you. Don't deny yourself of that privilege and that blessing in your life. Amen? And not only do other Christians feel it, but pre-Christians also feel it. Uh, not yet Christians will sense it as well. You realize that, don't you? Yeah. Well, this last week at ATC, we farewelled uh, one of our managers who had been there for four and a half years. Um, and when he arrived, he described himself as an atheist. And Trevor Wilson, when introducing him to the staff, jokingly introduced him as the heathen. And we all laughed, and it was okay. He thought that was brilliant because it just positioned him where he wanted to be. Atheist. Well, last week I had a real good talk with this man just before he left. Uh, we'd shared offices at one stage and had a good time. And uh, he, he said to me, well, Rex, I have observed the staff here and their selfless behavior. I've observed how they are here for their clients to serve them and help them. I've seen the cooperation that goes on among them. This is different. I've never worked in, a, in an environment like this in my life before. He said, when I came here, I would describe myself as an atheist. But I realize now that I'm on a journey. And I think I'd describe myself as an agnostic. <laughs> well, a little bit going up the ladder, isn't it? <laughs> But he was impacted by it. He, he was deeply, deeply moved by our conversation. And, uh, and uh, that's one reason why I don't like to talk about people as heathen or non-Christians. 
Uh, once they've had connection with us, they've had a connection with Jesus. And I call them pre-Christians. Pre-Christians. They're on the way. They're on the journey. You know, I have no doubt in my mind that that man will find Jesus because he's on the journey. He has seen the one another life that we had. Because Jesus said this, if you can become one, if you can become united, the world will believe that the Father has sent him. This is an untapped means of evangelism. If we can bring the world into our environment and they see the one another life, the togetherness, the belonging, the way we encourage, love, exhort, and rebuke one another, if they could see that, they can see Jesus. So brothers and sisters, don't deny the world of that testimony. Don't exclude pre-Christians from your fellowship groups. And if you're putting on an event, make sure there's some pre-Christians here to observe it because they see our belonging and something's awakened in them, a wistful longing. That's what I need. That's what I want. So get into groups and let the world see that. Show it to them. Do that, won't you? Because no Christian has fully experienced true Christianity until they've lived it out with a group. God's correct order for the individual is a relationship. That's his order for you, for our lives. And our individual destiny is fulfilled in our community life. So no, no Christian is complete on their own. We need each other. We need each other so that we will, we will be able to re realize our, our destiny. Apart from others, we're incomplete. You see, for, for me to become a husband, I need a wife. All right. For me to be a parent, I need children. Yeah. So uh, I need other people in my life to complete my identity and who I am. For me to be a good employee, I need colleagues to help me with my work. I, ne I need friends who are my personal support and net network. I need other people to fulfill me. I need them. And I can discover my identity in the way I relate with them. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we are living in a digital world and technology is hijacking our community. You know that? You realize that? So we have our technical devices and we can rely on them and we can create we can create spaces that are sacred wherever we are. Wherever we are, we can create a God space. Uh, in the privacy of my own bedroom, I can connect with 10,000 worshippers at a Hillsong conference. Wow! I can connect with T.D. Jake's teaching in America, with Joseph Prince in Singapore, with, with Brian Houston and Phil Pringle in Australia. I can connect with them, and, and the digital world will say to me, you can get spiritual ecstasy, you can get spiritual empowerment through your devices. You don't need church. And those that are 
on the websites and, and the creating these products will tell you, you need to listen to this. You need to hear this person. You need to connect with this worship experience and then you will grow spiritually. That's the hook, isn't it? Grow spiritually. So we listen to our devices and we are encouraged to individualize our worship experience. It's being redefined from being a corporate worship experience with the community, with the people of God. It's being individualized to just a private, individual practice with our devices. And that's a danger, brothers and sisters. Now, now digital technology is great as a supplement. I, I, I use my iPad for my Bible reading. It's great. There are other ways that the devices and technology can help me, but they are supplementary. They are not the real deal as far as God's purposes in our lives. We are to grow through one another. We are to build each other up. I've got my friend Alan Vink, and Alan's a good friend of many of us. You know, Alan is starting on the 2nd of March. He's launching an online church called People's Church. Now, I'm fascinated with that, and uh, I'll be following, and I'll be watching, and seeing how that goes. The People's Church, online. But as my friend Gordon Copeland, the MP, queried Alan, when he texted him, he says, Alan, it sounds very democratic, but don't forget that we are all part of the body of Christ. So a separate online church is too individual. We are robbing and denying ourselves of the ministry that God's provided for us. So we as members of God's body on earth, the word body the word body is used to describe a group. We talk about a body of workers, or we talk about a parent body. You know, that's a group, a body. And that's what the church is. The church is a body. It's not like a body. It is a body. It has the same functions. It operates with the same characteristics and in a practical way. And in the past, people have tended to spiritualize their relationships with the body. We talk about the spirit of love and spirit of unity and harmony among us and that. And it's true, God calls us, God saves us, God empowers us with the Holy Spirit, and that's all spiritual. But, you know, a body is a physical material thing. And that's the way Jesus' body is. It's made up of real people, living human beings, the body of Jesus, who eat and sleep, who go to work, who play. We are real people, folks, and we are the body of Christ. We aren't joined to Christ in general. We are joined to one another specifically. I know I'm a member of the body of Christ because I connect with many of you here as a member. I relate with you. I receive from you. And I challenge you, and you correct me. I inspire you, 
and you encourage me. I'm a member of this body. I thank Jesus for the activate body that I belong to. This body helps me to find fulfillment. This body helps me to grow, corrects me, challenges me. I need this body. If I didn't have this body, I'd look around for another part of the body of Christ to belong to. I need that. So you, you think about a, a box full of uh, beads, box full of beads, individual, beautiful beads, and you reach your hand in and you pick up a bead. Beautiful individual object, nice. But it's on its own, it's isolated. But if I reach in my hand and I pick up a bead that's on a string of beads, I pick up one bead and I've got a whole lot of other beads. They're connected. They're connected. That's the way Jesus wants us to be, to be connected with each other. And if we're going to put up a building, you go to a building site and uh, they've dumped a whole lot of bricks. There's piles of bricks or piles of stones there. But God doesn't want us to be a pile of bricks. He wants us to be built together. And every brick or every stone has got six others that are attached to it. So have you got your six people that you're attached to, that you're being built among? Jesus is building his church, building it as a temple, as a body. God is building his family. And there's connectedness and belonging that God is wanting to do. Brothers and sisters, if you don't belong yet, make a commitment that this year, before the end of this year, you will know that you belong somewhere. Now, it might not be with Activate Church, but make sure that you find a, a support network that you belong to, that you're accountable to, that you regularly meet with, that you can speak into one another's lives, that you can ask each other the hard questions. Can we commit ourselves to that? I'm going to pray in a moment. And I'm going to pray for us as Christians. But there may be some pre-Christians here this morning. I'm going to put on the screen a prayer that you can pray for yourself while I pray for us. Let's pray. Father, one of the greatest gifts you've ever given us is the opportunity to become one of your children and to be part of your family. Thank you that we don't have to go through life disconnected or isolated or unsupported. Thank you for creating this church family for many of us. We want to learn to love our spiritual family just like you do. Forgive us for taking it casually. We want to grow in mature levels of fellowship. So today, we're choosing to belong. We're not going to float around anymore. We want to learn to share and make time to develop real friendships. We want to do our part in the family of God. We want to learn to love other Christians like brothers and sisters. Teach us the real meaning of love. In Jesus' name we all pray it. And everybody said, 
ہے ہی نہیں